Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you in Toronto. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We have an update from the Ford Performance Center. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, Jack Michaels is uh, live on the scene down there reporting that Connor McDavid and Derek Ryan have tested positive for COVID. They will test again tomorrow. And again, there have been some false positives. We'll have to wait and see here. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Same number, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. We'll tell you the Japanese Village open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. We re-engage Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard bed racing each Saturday. Century Mile Racetrack and Casino post time at 1.15. Spec, it is what we thought it was. We knew that uh, McDavid and Ryan were held out for precautionary reasons, so now we know they've tested positive and they'll obviously do more testing. This is not going to make it any easier for the Oilers, is it? Yeah, no, that's uh, two for your top 12 and your best guy. So, no, it doesn't make it any easier. Uh, wondered when Connor McDavid missed the practice before the uh, Rangers game, if he was nursing an injury or what was going on. But, uh, listen, this COVID's getting everybody. He's had yeah. it before. It was reported that he they announced it back in the summertime. That, yeah, well, uh, you can get it more than once, obviously, right? Yeah, isn't that the truth? So, uh, and ironically, uh Austin Matthews is on the other side, uh, had a positive test and then a negative one, so they're trying to figure out if he can play either. Mark, I asked you before the break, we talked a bit about the depth scoring situation. And how many guys actually we're gonna I'm gonna change the stat because I'm gonna make it five on five because even strength um, can be four and four and three on three. And there are some guys uh, that end up benefiting from playing uh, over t- overtime situations. So in the nineteen twenty season, how many players five on five scoring had more than ten plus goals in the National Hockey League? And I wanted you to uh, come up with a guesstimation for me, and then I'm going to give you the exact total as per natural stat trick. So that was a seventy game NHL season. 
And how many guys had 10 or more goals? Mr. Spector, go for it. Well, what do you think about... It's a pretty round number. Let's say four per team, just for fun. Four times 30. How about about 120 guys? It was 150. So So five guys per team... Had ten, like as an example, even strength scoring. Josh Archibald ends up climbing up, but he got, you know, he benefited at times from. I think he might have gotten an overtime winner, might have got an. I don't even know if they compile the six on five scoring. If that's considered even strength, it is in terms of plus minus. It's hard to score five on five. That's the point. The Oilers spec thought they addressed that issue here. Uh, with the addition primarily of Zach Hyman to a lesser degree, um, Derek Ryan, uh, the maturation obviously of, uh, Paul Yarvey and Yamamoto. And I'll take it one step further. I mean, I don't think anybody saw Ryan Nugent Hopkins sitting there, you know, with three goals in his first 30 games before he got knocked out of the lineup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, they've, you know, Ken Holland, uh, made a nice move with Zach Hyland. Zach Hyland's a good player and he'll help your team. And I like the signing. Uh, he's, you know, the, the tourist signing is a tough one, yep. right? That has not worked. Tourist, tourist has not helped this team from the first day he arrived to the last. Uh, Derek Ryan was, is, I guess, a fourth line center in the league now, but you know what? They could have done better than Derek Ryan. Derek Ryan's not helping this team nearly as much as you hoped he would. Uh, Warren Fogle is a nice up-and-down-the-wing guy on your third-line left winger. I don't mind him. He can play for my team. He does a lot of things, but one of the things he doesn't do is score goals. Uh, he needs a lot of chances to put one in the net. He is not a, a, he is not a predominantly skilled uh, puck handler or scorer. We're seeing that now. You give up an okay defenseman for an okay winger in, in Ethan Bear. That's what you give up. You know, you get an okay defenseman, he's all right. And you get a winger like Fogel, who's okay, but neither of them are superstars. So you know, he brought in some guys, Bob, but um, not enough of them. And then you, you know, you see a guy like Pulyarvi. Pulyarvi's gone as cold as anybody here, right? What we're seeing in Pulyarvi at this young stage in his career, and maybe it'll change. Let's hope it does for his sake. But right now, he's only good when McDavid's good, right? When McDavid's not going great, Pulyarvi's not not getting anything done. So that would help. You know, you need a guy to take the reins and take some pressure off McDavid was. So I'll Yamamoto, same thing. Yamamoto has not been productive. There's just no two ways about it. He has not been productive. And thus goes your five-on-five dilemmas, right? All those guys who you hope for something more for, not many of them are giving it to you, Bob. Well, right now they've got five players that are tracking to have, in my opinion, more than uh, 10 goals. I would assert to you that I thought for sure there would be a six, and now I'm not sure. McDavid's got 10 five-on-five goals this season. Drysaddle has eight. Hyman has seven. Paul Yarby and Yamamoto have six each. Nugent Hopkins has three. Um, I'm surprised by that with RNH. Uh, RNH is beloved by the Oilers fan base. There are people out there that fiercely defend him. He's been an average player analytically and statistically five on five for several years and a very good power play player. And of course, he's out. I've had people text the show to say, boy, what's Nugent Hopkins done over the last couple of games? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And I do think they've missed him because he touches every aspect of the game. Um, I'll be the first to admit that I expected more out of Fogel, who has six 
primary uh, or six assists at even strength. Uh, he's only got one fewer assist than Nugent Hopkins at even strength. Which yeah, is an it, can... that's an interesting stat because Nugent Hopkins has played almost exclusively with Dry Settle, maybe a little with McDavid, whereas Fogel, by my count, has had three games in the top six. I, I am surprised that Fogel hasn't played more. Uh, and I, we, we're, we're going down a path here. We've talked about the goaltending. We've talked about the lack of 5v5 scoring. Uh, obviously, the special teams was really good until 12 games ago, and now it's cooled off as well. I mentioned that the team's roughly 28th in save percentage over the last 12 games, and I think 28th in shot percentage. So they're on a, a, a PDO cold snap right now, Mark. And these are some of the challenges. Very quickly, uh, because I want to talk about coaching in the final segment, defense. Is the defense better, in your opinion? Oh, is it better? I suppose it's better. Bouchard is, is makes them better. Um, Keith makes them better. CC's is, is CC proven to be a pretty viable replacement for Adam Larson, Bob? I think pretty viable, don't you? What do you think about that? I, I don't. I, if I had a criticism, it would be why are Keith and CC playing together? I would probably okay. like you got eighteen hundred games worth of experience between those two guys. Why not play a younger defenseman with both of those guys respectively? If I and and that is out there in the Oiler Twitterverse, there's lots of people that feel that way. I mean, Bouchard for me, when when you're sitting there with you know five even five five on five goals this year by your, your defenseman, and and thirteen even strength points, and and he doesn't benefit. He it's not like he's getting any special like you know he's he's on the power play the boom the power play elapses and he's getting any freebies. I, I mean. Bouchard's got five and eight. Tyson Berry's got one and seven. Right. You know, at even strength. Bouchard's been, listen, we can think, like, there's a school of thought that says you should give Bouchard more, 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 and he'll get better, better, better. I'm more of the school of thought that says they're bringing along this defenseman, and he's turning into a really good player, right? He's, Bouchard is, is, you know, you can complain, you can say, oh, they should have played him last year, and oh, he should already be in the power play, and, and you can you can project those things if you want out there. I feel like what they, the way they've handled Bouchard, all I know is the guy I'm looking at right now is going to be a really, really good player for a long time. So, you know, I think what he's doing is making Barry expendable at some point in this process. You know, so and moving puck, moving defensemen uh, is generally is something that's not that hard to do. So I'm not saying it's going to happen during the season, but the yeah. way Bouchard's playing, he's ready to take over that power play. And there's a team. You know there's a fit. There's a fit for. Sure, there is. There's a fit for Barry and for Yamamoto, and it's the same team. Mm, Seattle. So. Yep. You know, anyway, the point is, I think, and, and here we are, you know, let's let's go back on Keith a little bit. So now we've changed the topic out there from you just saying people are talking about this. The topic changes from Keith's no good to Keith's experience. We should put him with a young guy. Is that what we're saying? So you I, know think what? Keith, I, I bet you, if, and I'll throw this out there to the listeners right now, Texas on the Ashley Five Floors text line. We're going to try to do five minutes worth of text at the end here with Spec. I think a lot of people like Spec, when, when they brought up Broberg, and I know Keith was out for a bit of that, but part of me wonders, how would you, like, what if you just did this? What if you just had Nurse and Barry together, Keith with Bouchard, and you had Broberg here, and Broberg played with CeCe? Like, I sure. think a lot of people would say, 
let's do it. That makes sense to me. I wasn't perplexed. At, what's that? I think there's also a defensive coach in Jim Playfair who says to himself, give me one veteran pairing that I can count on. Yeah, right? and that's and that's Give the other one end of the good solid pairing I can count on. Don't don't litter, you know, sprinkle inexperience or not as good defensive guys on each pairing. Give me one solid defensive pairing. Count on Keith and CC, and I get that too, right? Yeah, no, Mark. But this is what happens when you go two eight and twelve, right? Everything gets questioned. I mean. Broberg plays 21 minutes in Arizona, 23 minutes against Vegas, the best four-checking team in the league, and gets you know down to 13 and 12 minutes, and then shuttled right out of the lineup. That to me was more debatable than what happened with Sam Rukov. A lot of people got upset that Sam Rukov never saw another shift against St. Louis. He had four shifts, and people, I'm sure people are aware, he actually got on the ice after the second goal against, he got another shift, and they almost gave up another one, but some people say, well, why did you have Bush, why Sam Marukov and Bouchard together, and Keith and CeCe should have split those guys up, and I think when you lose, those are debates that you can have. It's, you sure, know what, when you win, you know what I mean, when you win, it's, it's tougher to second guess, and it lends itself to where we are going to go next. At 118 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer, Mark Specker, spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Quick text comes in saying, Bob, Bouchard needs to shoot and gain some respect from the guys blocking his lanes. A couple broken hands and guys would be a little bit slower to, uh, to, uh, to block it. Well, he can shoot it. I mean, that's the thing. He can shoot it. Even last night, there were a couple times he was leading rushes up the ice. And he didn't want to go all the way. He was deferring too much. And some would say you got to breed more offensive confidence in your young players. And others would say, hold on a sec. No, 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 no. You can't have too many young players. We're going to continue down that path. We're going to talk about coaching when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Jed. It's 120 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer joining you in Tito along with Mark Spector. You already know that cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but did you know Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are 10-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction. What does it mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and they make sure that advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes, with the exception of GST. If uh, those attributes are important to you, phone your friends and our friends, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the Gang, one 877 or visit brentridge.com. Mark, have the Edmonton Oilers had too many coaches over the last uh, 15 or so years? <laughs> uh, yes, Bob, I would say the Edmonton Oilers have had too many coaches over the last however many years you just said. Sure. You wrote that piece after the game against the Islanders, right? The 3-2 loss? Yes. How was that received by the uh, passionate Oiler fan base? Oh, listen, lots of the fans want to fire the coach. I get it, right? That's what happens. Um, fans want to fire coaches because, um, you know, this this may end up being the outcome here, right? It just may. I don't think that – I think there's a few things that will happen before that would occur. But when teams go into the type of spirals that the orders are in, listen, there's a few things they can't figure out here, and they're trying hard. Um, so, yeah, it could happen, but I don't think that that is the solution. I think any new coach would come in and find himself with the same issues that Dave Tippett has here. 
Well, we've talked about it. Goaltending, uh, secondary scoring. Uh, where are we at with the defense overall? I mean, I thought in theory the defense would be improved. Uh, by the way, it's not like Adam Larson in Seattle. I like Adam. You like Adam. Seattle's had their problems. They were counting on goaltending this year to be in a, a real strength for them. I, I talked to some people from the Kraken organization over the last five days. They've had some challenges themselves. The beauty of the situation for Edmonton is, as angry and frustrated as the Oilers fan base is right now, Spec, the Oilers are still in a good place. They're not in a good place currently with how the team's performing, but they're in a good spot to compete for a playoff spot. You know, they're in the Pacific. It's a weaker division. Uh, the Rangers, you know, the Rangers have a really good record, but there's like five or six other teams in the East that have really good records. Calgary's gone through a hot, uh, hot run. Vancouver's working their way back in the mix. Vegas is down some bodies. Uh, it's there for the Oilers to go get, and they've played some of the better teams. But it is, you know, it's an interesting one, Mark, because we have a natural break coming up. The Oilers have Toronto tomorrow. That's not going to be an easy game. The Leafs have a good team. By the way, Mark, do you know how many games the Leafs have played since they last played Edmonton in the middle of December? <laughs> I, think, I think one. <laughs> one so game. Probably works in Edmonton's favor, frankly. Uh, I would think that's a that would be advantage Edmonton tomorrow. Um you know, they've now, listen, Edmonton isn't a 750 team the way they were the first 20 games of the season. Right. They're also not a two, 225 team the way they've been the last 15 games. Somewhere in the middle is the team. You know, they're not this bad. They're not so, you know, they, they've got some things to figure out. they got to get out of the spiral. What marks unsuccessful organizations are huge swoons of winning and losing, right? Particularly losing. You got to end the losing. And I thought this team was past this ball. This team, I believe, thought it was past this. You know, they didn't. They don't want to be this team that gets into it here and can't get out of it. But that's where they are. They can't get out of it, and it's something's got to happen to get them out of it. And it has to happen fast. There is, you know, it's interesting. Like with the coach, I, I, I'm not big on moving coaches out during the season. Okay, we, you and me have discussed this before. Uh, there is a natural break here, though, that's going to exist that maybe provides you with a different. I mean, if you were if you were to contemplate it, maybe it makes it easier. I don't know. There is one thing that's bothering me a bit of late, especially on this road trip: St. Louis, um, the Islanders, and the Rangers. Do you know the one thing that's bothered me a bit about? Like, there were some signs. Prior to the two-game winning streak to close out the pre-Christmas schedule, there were some signs in those games where they went on that six-game losing streak. That you know what they're they're playing okay five v five, and you know they've 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 had a cold snap here. They're not getting enough snap uh, stops. Their special teams have cooled off. But there's something that's creeping its ugly head mark over the last three games that has me concerned. Do you want to okay. do you want to know what that is? Mm -hmm. They're too easy to play against. Like, St. Louis, okay, you didn't have Nurse, you didn't have Cassian. You have you have no Jack in your bottom six. You can't push back. I mean, Benson's yep. trying. He's trying to play a little bit of an agitator role. Um, 
I know Bastian was out there for two weeks before Seattle put him on waivers. He's strictly a fourth line right wing, but he's a six foot four fourth line right wing that picked Colton Sevier off the faceoff on the game tying goal in New Jersey. Um, we've seen some, you know, last night. I know that there was a lot of response. Like Drysaddle's had to do some of the hitting back here. The Islanders, uh, Ross Johnson face washed Leon in the last game. Benson went back at Ross Johnson in a scrum around the net. Like the Oilers, one of the ways that you deal with intimidation, Mark, is you do it with a hot power play. Well, Edmonton's only getting one power play attempt a game or two at the most, and they've cooled off in the power play. I am a little bit concerned about the lack of, and people are going to, right now I'm going to get texts from listeners saying I'm a Neanderthal, Mark. You're, you suck, Stoffer. You're old. You don't get it. I don't know. I don't like seeing... They don't have any gamesmanship in their bottom six. You know what I mean? Like when things go bad, they can't draw a guy into a fight because they don't have anybody that can do that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah and I think it's, it's you know only partially about fighting. But the toughest guy they have is also their 25-minute guy, Darnell Nurse, and they can't afford to have him fighting. Right. Um, you know, you, you, that's why, generally speaking, bottom six forwards make good, tough guys because you can afford to lose them for five or ten minutes. But listen, they they do. They they've got guys in their bottom six, like a young kid like McLeod. He's a good young player. Uh, he's not an abrasive bottom six guy. No. You know, Benson is is. I mean, he's doing his. The Benson kid is doing his best to transform himself and stay in the NHL as a bottom six left winger. He's never been a bottom six player in his life, right? That's not what he is. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever work out here with him to be a bottom six guy. I admire how he's trying to, you know, pound that round peg in the square hole. He's doing a pretty good job so far. But he's not abrasive or big or tough. You know, Ryan is a small, older guy. Turris is not that guy. They don't have, you know, Fogel's their biggest guy. And Cassian, and we've watched Cassian's act here. He comes and goes like the wind. You can't count on him to show up. You can't count on him to give you the physical presence when you feel like you need it. He doesn't instigate. He only reacts. And in their top six, they're very good, and they've got lots of skill, but they don't have anyone, you know, like a Lucic in his prime who'd score a goal and punch in the head. They don't have those guys. So, you know, this team is very easy to play against, Bob. Make no mistake, right? Keith and CeCe as a pair are pretty even even to play against. Barry, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, Your bottom pairing doesn't have any tough guys on it. This team's very easy to play against. Mark, we'll talk on Friday. We'll see what happens between now and then. All right, Bobby, have a good week. 129 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. An update from... Bakersfield head coach Jay Woodcroft when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.